Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of Process to Profitability. I can't believe we are already at 25 episodes into this show, and I am so excited that you have been with me along this entire journey. Today, I want to talk about something that's going to be really important as we come up on the end of the year, and that is quarterly website maintenance. Now, some of these things you may have been doing all along, and hopefully you won't have to spend tons of time on these things, but I think that they're really important to remind you to do usually every quarter. Now, some of these things you might want to do on a daily or weekly basis, maybe monthly, depending on what it is and how it affects your website and your business, but these are things that are really great to check every quarter to get into your business, to know what's going on, but not feel overwhelmed by another to-do list. So I'm going to go through this, and you can also find a checklist of all of this on my website at lemonandthesea.com slash episode 25. So what exactly is website maintenance? In this case, what I'm talking about with website maintenance is not going in and making sure that somebody else is checking this. You can hire somebody to do your website maintenance, and these are things that could be on their list, but these are also things that you can do. And it's just the basics of keeping your website healthy, making sure you're on track in your business, and that you are getting the results that you want to see. So the first thing that you should do every quarter and this is going to vary depending on which platform you're using, is back up your website. So you want to make sure you have copies of your images, back up your blog posts, and the rest of your content, and generally just make sure your site is supported in case it ever goes down that you haven't lost absolutely everything. I will include a link in the show notes and on the checklist for exporting your site on Squarespace because you can't back it up per se, but you can export different settings and all of your content so that you have all of that in a safe place. With WordPress, there are different plugins that can help with this, and many of the hosts also provide some sort of backup so that if your website ever gets hacked or goes down or sometimes if you mess something up, you can go back to a previous version that you have ready to go. The reason that this is important quarterly is because that's when you're going to be making most of your major changes on your website. You don't necessarily need to back up your website every time you change a price or a couple of words because that's not as big of a deal. But if you go in and make big changes, you definitely want to have a record of that. The other way that you can do this, especially with images and blog posts, is to save them on your computer or in a Google Drive every time you write them. So when you write a blog post, make sure that you have it saved somewhere other than your website and make sure you've saved your images for that blog post as well. 
I do this and I keep them in a folder so that if I ever need to go back and change things or resize them or share them on another platform, I don't have to go to my website to find them because I already have them safe on my computer. The second thing you're going to want to do is check your analytics. And most hosts and platforms have analytics, but I would also recommend that you check out your Google Analytics because that's going to give you some different information. But some of the most popular things that you want to see here are what are your most popular pages or your most popular blog posts. The reason that knowing what is most popular is important is because then you know what is resonating with your audience. And it can either tell you to produce more of that kind of content or if it's not the pages you want people spending time on, say it's a blog post that's really out of date and represents a service you no longer offer, you're going to want to go in and make some changes and tweaks. You can also use this information to make sure that those pages have really great calls to action that get people excited to take the next step, whether that's signing up for a newsletter or purchasing from you. Because people are already on those pages of your website, you want to take advantage of them. You can also check out if some pages are dead ends. And in Google Analytics, this is looking at which page somebody leaves from, especially if they come to one page and don't go to anything else, which would be the bounce rate. You don't want any of your pages on your website to be dead ends. You always want to give people a next step. And while sometimes that might be going to read a new article, it may also be getting in contact with you. But even from a page like a contact me, which seems like it could be a dead end, you can also then include links to follow you on social media or leave a review somewhere. There are lots of different ways to get people to keep engaging with you. And you want every website page to work towards that goal. Another thing to check out is where people are coming to your site from. Are most people searching for keywords? Are they coming directly to your site by typing in your URL? Maybe they're finding you on a social media platform or from a referral from another site. You want to check that out and know where your traffic is coming from, what places you should be taking advantage of because people are already finding you there. If you work to increase your presence on platforms that people already know you from, then it's a whole lot easier than starting from scratch somewhere else. And the fourth thing you want to look at is what is your best conversion source? So which page of your website or which button or which call to action is getting the most clicks and converting the most people in the way that you want? For example, if you have a landing page that links to your newsletter, is that getting the most newsletter signups? Or is that coming from a blog post? And if so, what can you do to increase all of the conversion rates on other pages based on what you're seeing from where people are really invested in your work? The third thing you're gonna to wanna to check out is your website design. And this can be a really quick check if you have been working on it all along, but you just wanna make sure that these things are up to date. Make sure that your images are up to date. Make sure that they're relevant on brand and that they are the correct size for your website. That nothing is blurry or you know, looks a little bit funky. You wanna make sure your website also still reflects your brand. 
So are the colors consistent? Is it reaching your audience? Are you really telling the story of your brand through your website? Sometimes you can make just small tweaks to really hone in on what your brand looks like, and other times it's gonna require a bigger overhaul. But by checking in quarterly, you really know where you stand and can start planning for any changes down the road. You're also gonna to wanna to take a quick look to make sure your website looks consistent across all browsers. So most of us use one browser consistently in our day-to-day -day life. I use Chrome for almost everything. And so I don't always remember to see what my website looks like on Internet Explorer or Safari or something else. But even though platforms are designed nowadays to help you get the best view of a website on every browser, it doesn't guarantee it. So I would really recommend going to check that out. I've had this happen for clients and it's a reason that I've added it to the steps that I take during the testing phase because something may look one way on Chrome or on their browser and then I open it up in Internet Explorer and things are missing or you can't even see them on the page because things just get a little bit funky. So just take some time to check that out. You're also going to want to make sure that your website looks right on mobile. So get on your phone and your tablet and scroll through your website. Depending on your platform, you may or may not have total control over mobile design, but if you know what isn't working or maybe what things are out of order, you can go in and figure out a way to fix that on your website design so that it's not confusing on mobile. Another thing to check is your website speed, and I'm going to link to Google PageSpeed Insights in the show notes, which is a great resource that can tell you how fast your website loads on both desktop and mobile for people who are trying to visit it. Not only does it give you a score, it actually makes recommendations for things that you can optimize to make your website faster. And you may be asking why this is important. We've talked about it a little bit as we've discussed website strategy, but the faster a website loads, the more people, more likely someone is to stay on it. Really, what we're looking to avoid is the opposite. If your website loads really slowly, people aren't going to have the patience and take the time to wait for all of those images and text to load up. They're going to navigate away and find somebody else that can answer their question faster. So a big thing that comes up with creative entrepreneurs who have really image-heavy websites is just making sure that the images are sized correctly. And you can do this by typing in your URL at Google PageSpeed Insights, running a test, it'll give you a score, and then at the bottom you can actually download a file with the different code and images optimized the way Google wants them. Now, you don't need to worry about touching the code in most cases, but you can take the images from that folder and upload them to your website so that it's faster and Google will give you a better ranking on their search engine. Next, you're gonna wanna make sure all of your links are working. And some of this comes into play when you're checking out your content, but you want to go through and actually click all of the links to make sure they are still going to the right place and that none of them are directing to a page that no longer exists. 
Sometimes we can't control what other people do on their websites. So if you're linking out to somebody else's site in reference to something, you want to make sure that people are actually getting to that page when they click on the link you've shared. Along with this, you're going to want to test all of your e-commerce and your forms. So you make sure that all of the forms and checkout functions are working correctly, run some tests on that. You want to make sure that any inventory that needs to be updated has that information done and see if you need to collect more or different information from people who are trying to contact you or purchase from you. That way you know that when people come to your website, they're getting exactly what they need and you're not making it more difficult for them by having a form that doesn't work or some, an email that gets lost in outer space. Next, you want to update your portfolio. And I know that this is probably something you have on your to-do list, so now is a great time to do it. If you take time every quarter to update your portfolio, you don't have to worry about it in the in-between times. And updating every three months is still very consistent and gives people an idea of all of the new projects you've been working on. So here you're going to want to add your new projects with images and a description of what you've done. You want to get testimonials from your clients or update any testimonials that are out of date. You can also pull testimonials from influencers or social media that you want to share. And then you want to check back in with your clients, especially on your, some of your best and favorite projects, to see if there are any updated results that came from your service. When I work on a website design with somebody, I can see their immediate results as far as whether or not they like their website and making sure that other people really are resonating with it. But I can't see how much traffic has gone up or how much more income they've had until a couple of months down the road because that's how long it takes to really get a feel for what is reflecting their website on a normal basis. So I like to check back in and just ask people, do you have any new results? Have you been growing your business, finding new clients, charging more for your services? And that way I can go in and update the stories of those projects with that new information. The next one is something that you are probably putting off as well, and that is to update your bio. So you want to take a look at your about page and your bio on your homepage and any bio information that you send to people when you are a guest and make sure that it still reflects your personality, your audience, and what you do. Sometimes these can get out of date because we are always changing and tweaking what we're offering and who we're working with. And we don't always remember to update our bio in every single place. So take a few minutes, check that out. Make sure you've got the bio that you send to people when you guest post updated. Check out your social media and your website to make sure your bio still reflects you. You're also going to want to make sure that your headshot is up to date. And that does, this doesn't mean that you have to run out and get new photos taken every three months, but you do want to make sure that if you have made a big change in your physical appearance, that's reflected on your website. Now, I know that might seem silly, but you want to look like you when you show up. So if you're going to get onto a video call with somebody and your haircut and your hair color are totally different from what it is on the images they've seen everywhere else, it's going to throw them off a little bit. 
So you just want to make sure that what you're, the image you're putting on your website and on your social media is really who you are right now so that people know that they are talking to you when they get on a call. This is another quick change that you can make that really makes a big difference in that know, like, and trust feature, and that's updating the places you were featured. So were you a guest on blogs or podcasts? Did you speak at an event? Make sure you add at least the logo from that thing and link to it on your website and start sharing about it on social media so that you can start proving your expertise and showing people what you know and that other people value you. I love having a featured section on an about page because it really shows off what you can do and who is taking notice. All right, next gets back into Google a little bit. Check your sitemap. So you can do this in the Google Search Console. You, if you haven't submitted a sitemap already, you're gonna wanna do that. And if you have, you just wanna go in and check to make sure that there are no issues or errors that Google is finding that you need to fix. The reason that this is important is because Google uses the sitemap that it has to take stock of which pages are on your website. And this helps you rank higher in search engine results. So it's a pretty quick update. You just wanna make sure that everything is looking good. Next, you're gonna to wanna to poll your audience and update your copy. You can do this through a more formal poll, like sending out an email with a survey, or you can just ask some questions on Facebook to make sure your copy is reflecting what you do, who you work with, and the benefits, and that it's communicating that to your dream clients. You're going to also want to update any services that may have changed or take out anything you're no longer offering, and make sure you're still speaking to your dream client in their language. A great way to do this is through having a couple of ideal client interviews and just asking questions about your services. You can do this with friends or previous clients, and I'm going to link to a great post about this from Katie Williamson, who actually taught me how to do ideal client interviews and learn how to speak to your clients in the way that is going to resonate with them and you and help you to offer services or products that really meet their needs. Okay, so once you have done all of those changes, you're also going to want to make sure that your SEO is up to date. So if you have changed your services or some of your brand language, make sure you update your metadata and your website description as well, so that when somebody searches for you, they're seeing the most up-to-date information. Then you can run a UX test with a friend. This is a user experience test. And I'm linking to an article about guerrilla usability testing because you can do this for free or really inexpensively without having to have a crazy big setup. But what you're going to want to do is have somebody who is close to a dream client if you can, but anybody really is going to find these errors and you're going to want to give them a couple of tasks to do on your website and then record them as they are navigating. So record their screen and what they're saying. Basically, you're going to tell them to do something like fill out a contact form or sign up for a newsletter and then see if they can figure out how to do that. This is really useful because it shows you where things on your website might not make sense or if something isn't working correctly, 
or maybe it's confusing to people who come to your website when you don't think that it's a problem because you've been staring at it for so long. You know exactly how your website is supposed to work. But if other people don't, that's really going to hinder how people use your website and it may actually prevent them from coming to you at all. Finally, in the last step of your quarterly website maintenance, you want to review your website goals. So when you created your website, you should have created goals for what you wanted it to accomplish. And I'm going to record an episode all about setting goals for your website, and that will be coming out later, but these are simple things, like you want to get more traffic, or have more people contact you, or find your dream clients as opposed to getting contacted by people who really want to undervalue you and ask for discounts. You meet these goals through the way that your website is designed and the strategy that you're using, but you can't know if it's working unless you actually take the time to sit down and see what your progress is towards meeting that goals and then adjust as needed. So if your goal is to get more newsletter signups, you're going to want to go into your account and see how many newsletter signups you've actually gotten, if that's an increase from the last quarter or not, maybe check out which sign-up links are working the best and the language that you're using there, or which opt-ins are not performing well. That way you know how you're meeting your goals and where you're falling short, and you can make changes to your copy or your buttons or even make a different opt-in. I recommend working towards your website goals for at least six months or maybe a year. It takes a while to really get there. But by reviewing your progress every quarter, you can make adjustments in the meantime to hopefully increase the progress that you are making. While that may seem like an overwhelming amount of things to do to update your website and make sure everything is running smoothly, it's really important that you do these things. You don't have to get on there every day and run all the numbers. But if you do them quarterly, you're going to have a good snapshot of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and things that you can put on your list to improve so that down the road you have the best website possible and that you are really showing off your expertise and speaking to your dream clients. If you want to get this in a checklist form so that you can go through it at the end of the year and then every quarter afterwards, you can find that at lemonandthesea.com episode 25. And if you have any questions about things that you want to check out on your website, or if you know that it's time to make updates to really start growing your business and speaking to those dream clients, feel free to reach out to me at samantha at lemonandthesea.com. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.